Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings on this Monday from Studio B on Airline Drive, right here at the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Wow, could we have asked for a better weather weekend in New Orleans? It was action-packed. There was a lot going on, but primarily for us, of course, it was the 2015 NFL Draft and the New Orleans Saints hauling in a nine, nine new rookies through this draft class, the largest class uh, for the Saints through the draft since 2002, and six of those nine guys went on defense and three more on offense, and uh after the draft concluded on Saturday evening, the free agency uh, process began and uh, we'll hopefully and surely have uh, confirmed reports of those signings for you later in the week. But today we're going to solely focus on uh, this year's NFL draft and what it meant for the Saints. In fact, we're going to play for you a, a lot of the, the coverage that uh, John DeShazer and I uh, completed over the weekend on NewOrleansSaints.com. We started on Thursday and made our way all the way through Saturday. And uh, with that coverage, we got to hear, of course, from head coach Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, uh, a number of the assistant coaches, primarily the coordinators, um, and Jeff Ireland, too. Uh, we, we covered a lot of ground over those three days. And today we're going to share with you at least the initial visits we had with three members at the top of that draft class, uh, picks uh, one, two, and four for the uh, Saints as uh, they uh, bolstered, I guess, up front offensively uh, with uh, Andrus Pete as their first overall selection. Perhaps made an investment in the future in a quarterback in Gary Grayson and then sprinkled in three linebackers, two cornerbacks, a defensive tackle, and a running back, too, with their final selection at number seven. So we're going to play with you, uh, play with, for you, rather, the uh, three phone conversations that John and I had with Andrus Pete, uh, Stefan Anthony, and Gary Grayson today and get the uh, thoughts of head coach Sean Payton on each of those three key guys up high in the draft class uh, here on Black and Blue Report today. So there's going to be ongoing news, obviously, about the draft and the free agent signings. We'll cover those as we go throughout the week, but we have a, a focus today that we want to begin with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, who we um, 
heard from prior to the draft last Wednesday here on Black and Blue Report, and then he finally spoke again on Saturday after it was all said and done. Here is a good portion of what Mickey Loomis had to say about the 2015 Saints NFL draft class. What was the influence of Jeff Ireland in the war room? Yeah, it, it was real positive. Um, real positive. Jeff, you know, as I've said before, he's got a lot of experience and, and he's been part of a lot of successful drafts. And uh, uh, so it, it, his opinion counts. Look, everyone's opinion up there counts. But, but uh, um, you know, I, th- I think my nature and uh, certainly Sean's nature is to be pretty aggressive. And so I think he was uh, uh, at times maybe a little stronger voice of reason, <laughs> just another voice of reason um, for us. That, you know, there was a lot of calls. I feel like there was more calls this year that we made and that we received about trades that didn't happen than, than uh, past drafts. I'm not sure why that was the case, but I feel like uh, we were on the phone an awful lot and then ultimately only one trade uh, happened toward the end of the draft. Talk, talk about <clears throat> Garrett Grayson and, and what y'all saw in him and, and spending that pick early on. Yeah, um, you know, that, that, that's a guy that I think you know, caught, it, it certainly caught Sean's eye early on, uh, as well as our scouts and, and our, and our uh, assistant coaches. Hey, and this, the more we, the more we dug into him in terms of the evaluation, the background, uh, all the things that you look for, it just seemed like every box uh, was checked in, in, in terms of a quarterback, um, you know, that you want, that you want to uh, help develop. And so, then you know we went out, we worked him out, and I uh, had a great visit with him. And and look, he's a good candidate for us. And and uh, you know I like the fact that we have another guy in the mix with with Luke and Ryan, uh, who who we think a lot of both of those players as well. So I think the time was right. Um, you know the cost in terms of the draft pick was right. And and uh, you know it's a great situation for any young quarterback to sit back and and learn from one of the best that's ever played the game. Did you feel like you really needed to use all nine picks this year? That you wanted to fill the roster with, with that many players? Um, no, because look, we went into this thing fully expecting, I think, or open-minded to using some of those picks to move around in in the in the draft. So pre-draft, I probably would have said, ah, I doubt we'll get nine players. We'll end up using. Some of those picks to uh, to move forward in the draft, and, and ultimately that didn't happen. Is there any concern about? I shouldn't say concern, but the ramifications of drafting a quarterback that high, how that influences decisions you make with how long they extend your contract. No, there's no concern about that. We're going to do what's you know what gives us and uh, our franchise the best chance to you know win a Super Bowl. But just that it's a position where you don't do any rotating. That, that, I mean, does that make it harder to decide, you know, if you use a pick on a guy that high, do you want him on the field? No, I don't, I don't think it makes it hard at all. Same apply with uh, uh, feet. Feet. Number, number, number 13 in the draft, mm-hmm. you look to get him on the field when you have two established starting guys. Yeah, I, you know, listen to that. that there's nothing wrong with drafting to a strength. Um, and so he'll, he'll be in the mix just like every other player. You know, he'll be in a competition. And, and look, we're fortunate to have 
uh, Teron and, and Zach manning those positions at right and left tackle um, very effectively. So, you know, look, you're asking me questions that I can't answer until we get, uh, we get through training camp. You, you said the other day um, before the draft that you know sometimes we put too much expectations on, on some of these picks to come in and, and play right away. Right. Were, were you kind of talking about a guy like Pete that, that you don't necessarily have to come in and play right away, that some of these guys can develop and, and be useful down the road? Yeah, I, you know, look, we're not against them playing right away. We're looking for contributions to our team, but that's not always, that doesn't always mean that they're going to start. You know, they're going to, they're going to, Play when they're ready to play, and that they're they've earned the uh, earned the right to play. And so, um, I do think that, and I said it. I think our expectations for rookie players are are uh, unrealistic, for the most part. Uh, I think it's an exception when when a rookie comes in and 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 uh, um, you know does spectacular things. And yet, we seem to have that expectation for every certainly every first round pick. Um, yeah. Six defensive players in the Well, we needed to play, improve our defense. <laughs> Clearly, you know, we needed to improve our defense, and we need to improve our depth on defense. Um, and you know, I think all of us would have said, going coming into the draft, that would have been a goal. And and yet, we don't know that we can always achieve that because, you know, of the way, uh, um, you know, the way players come off the board. So. It worked out for us, and, and uh, I'd say we're pretty excited about it. Mickey, what's the, what's the next, I know this phase where you're recruiting, how, how late does that go tonight? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, uh, it's kind of chaos up there right now. I'm going to get back to that soon, but it's, it's, uh, it's like the floor of the New York Stock Exchange up there. We got guys yelling, I got, you know, on the phone to their ear. And so it's pretty crazy. It's chaotic, but it's kind of fun, you know, and, and, uh, um, Look, it's going well. I think it's going pretty well for us up there right now, and we've got a few more guys to get. But, um, yeah, that, that's a fun part. We should be able to get those names out to you guys, hopefully by the end of the evening or tomorrow. All right, so there's Mickey Loomis. When we come back from our first break, we'll uh, visit and uh, get to know Andrus Pete a little bit more here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir? I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island in a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's pump. quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, we talked a lot about adding to the Saints defense going into the 2015 NFL draft, but at the top of the draft at selection number 13, the New Orleans Saints went with an offensive pick to start their weekend off, grabbing 
Uh, offensive tackle Andrus Pete from Stanford University, 6'7", 313 pounds. Pete was a 2014 AP second-team All-American and a 2014 Outland Trophy semifinalist. He was also the pick of the Pac-12 defenders as the best offensive line player in 2014 as well. He started all 14 games at left tackle, and head coach Sean Payton had plenty of great things to say about his newest offensive lineman. He was a player that obviously for us had a real high grade. We feel like not only is he a, a good young athlete, but his upside we feel is tremendous. He's got great size, great makeup, character. You know, he's got versatility to play either tackle position. You know, it was kind of interesting in the early part of that first round, you know, first off, you know, where the second quarterback Marcus went and then kind of hanging in there. Uh, Sheriff got taken maybe a little earlier than a lot of projected, and so you wait at New York. They selected another tackle, and we played around with possibly moving up, but we were fortunate that uh, that he was available at, at 13. You know, he's a player we're real familiar with. David Shaw and I had worked together uh, back in Philadelphia. We, we've had this player shoot on an interview at the Combine. We've had him here on a trip, and you know, for us, clearly, we felt like uh, it was our highest-rated player uh, on the board at that time. Well, it wasn't too long after Pete was selected by the New Orleans Saints that John DeShazer and I had a chance to catch up with him for the first time on the phone Thursday night. Where is home? Where is the family gathered tonight? Uh, I'm actually from I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, the Phoenix area. With regard to uh, coming from Stanford to the NFL, uh, tell us about your thoughts of making that jump. I feel like at Stanford they really um, prepared us, you know, for the next level and. You know, just uh, with the playbook and, you know, the NFL um, post-style offense that we ran, uh, Coach Shaw and uh, Coach Harbaugh, what they did there was really, really beneficial for me. Now, Andres, I know it's a little bit early in the process, but what position will you play for the Saints? You're a left tackle at Stanford. Is that where you're projecting with the Saints? Or, you know, or have they told you left guard? Or have they said anything about where they expect you to play yet? I'm really not sure, to be honest, uh, where I'm going to play. But um, I know I can play both tackles and uh, I can play guard as well. So wherever wherever they need me to play, I'd be happy to come in and contribute there. Andres, so many times uh, we hear the Saints coaching staff and their front office staff talk about the importance of the one-on-one visits they have with a prospect. Uh, is there anything uh-huh. that you can remember? Number one, did you speak with them? Uh, during this process, and, and was there anything about that conversation that stuck out to you? Yeah, I did. I actually met with the Saints, and I'd say, um, you know, the conversation with Coach Payton went really well. And he's actually, he grew up in the same area as my dad, so um, he actually remembered him from high school. So that was kind of, you know, kind of cool in that way. But, um, you know, I really liked everybody uh, in the organization, the coaching staff, and I feel like they're really great people there, and I'm excited to get there. Andres, you'll have a chance to play with a guy like Drew Brees. Uh, you, just your thoughts about playing with a quarterback of that high a caliber in the NFL? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a great, great opportunity to play with a guy like that. And, you know, I'm going to give him everything I have, and you know, I'm going to block my tail off for him. So it's just such a great opportunity. You know, these, uh, the, the reputation of these Stanford guys, Andres, apparently you guys are fairly smart. Is that the case? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Um, you know, the coaches at Stanford do a good job of recruiting smart, tough guys. Um, and 
You know, it's really a blue-collar mentality, you know, within the program. So I think that translates really well um, to the next level. Have you ever been to Louisiana, Andres? I've been there once for um, for my visit, but uh, not before that. Andres, it's it's a wet heat here, not a dry heat. It's a wet heat here <laughs> as opposed to the dry heat that you're accustomed yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be a little different, but, you know, I mean, heat is heat, so I'll, I'll be ready to come in and, you know, play regardless of the conditions. We don't, we're, you know, we're just learning about you, but I'm curious as to how one celebrates being selected as an offensive lineman at number 13 in the NFL draft. Yeah, um, it's just, I'm just so excited. Um, just uh, being able to spend time with my family and, you know, being being here with them and letting them enjoy the moment uh, with me is how I, how I celebrate. No, Andrew, who, who made the call to you and what did they say? Was it Coach Payton or was it someone else? Yeah, I talked to Coach Payton, and um, he just told me that they were picking me and, you know, they're excited to have me. So it was, it was such a cool moment just talking to him. Were you anxious tonight, Andres? Was there a list of teams that you thought you may be selected by and, and, and was New Orleans one of them? Yeah, I definitely knew New Orleans was uh, interested in me. And um, there's obviously a couple other teams that um, that were telling me if they liked me. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm extremely excited you know, to come in and be a saint. Congratulations. We can't wait to see you here on campus. Uh, John DeShazer and myself, uh, Sean Kelly, will be uh, – We'll be with you every step of the way, and uh, we'll be excited to see you as soon as possible here in New Orleans. All right, thank you so much. Yep, congratulations. Have a great night with you and your family. All right, thanks. That's Andrews Pete. He's a mountain of a man, and he's now in the black and gold. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll visit with linebacker Stefan Anthony from Clemson. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun, interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, later in the first round, the Saints had another selection at number 31, and that's when they went to the defensive side of the football and drafted inside linebacker Stephon Anthony from Clemson. Anthony's 6'3", 243 pounds, a true leader. He basically was the man on the, on the field for the Clemson Tigers, one of the best defenses, of course, in the ACC. Anthony was a first-team All-ACC selection, and uh, he can certainly play both inside positions. He's a thumper uh, with great leadership skills, no doubt. And uh, with his veteran ability at the college level, one might uh, speculate that Anthony could be in the starting 11 defensively for the New Orleans Saints this coming season. Here once again is head coach Sean Payton. 
Stephon Anthony is another player we've done a ton of research on. There was a handful of linebackers, really, that we felt could play both inside, potentially outside, all of which we, we feel are, are real good players. Uh, but we like the, the makeup, uh, his size, his flexibility, position flexibility. I think he can play either inside position. I think he, he's probably most suited to play Mike, so he's got that body type. Again, uh, leader of their team. They had an outstanding season, a great defense, you know, right at the top of the country uh, on team defense and a lot of prospects on that defense. So, you know, through the process, we watched a ton of Clemson film. Uh, when you're watching them, you're looking at obviously uh, a number of different players. So Peyton seemed pretty pleased with uh, the selection of Anthony and uh, also pleased with Stefan Anthony himself as to be drafted by the New Orleans Saints. Congratulations, John DeShazer and Sean Kelly with the New Orleans Saints. We welcome you, obviously, to the organization, as I know uh, head coach Sean Payton has done. Uh, what were your thoughts as the phone started to ring for you? Oh, man, it's just, I got a full emotion through my body, man, and, you know, it's, it's a dream come true for me, and it's been nothing but a tremendous honor and a blessing for my, me and my family. You know, Stefan, any idea whatsoever that the Saints might be picking you, or, or was this a total surprise for you? Um, I, I knew I knew some 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 question marks there. You know, uh, I knew they had two picks in the first round, and you know, I, I just didn't know. You know, um, like I said, it's probably the best way it could happen. What did you think? Or what do you think you showed uh, the Saints and other teams the most during this process? And I know this is a difficult process to go through, Stefan. But at sure. the end of the day, what did you feel like you did uh, did very well? I think I think I, I do a good job of you know. Um, my athleticism, I think I do a good job of being able to cover guys and play in space and being able to play downhill in the run game and attack guys and, you know, play the leverage game. You know, Coach Payton said you were a guy who he felt like could fit in at that Mike linebacker spot. Is that pretty much where you where you expect to fit, or can you play – or are you versatile enough to play several of those positions? Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to come in and keep my head down and go to work and see what happens. You know, whatever Coach feels like he needs me to play, I'm, I'm, I'm there to do it. Co-captain, your leadership has been talked about. Um, what has what has inspired you to lead on the football field? Is that something that's come natural to you, or were you taught that along the way as you grew up? Um, I think I think it comes natural to me. You know, um, I think it comes from my my serious serious attitude and my want to, and I, I, th- I think guys respect the guys that that want to do it and that's willing to get out there and do it first and do it before everybody else. How much of what you did for Brent Venables uh, will translate to the NFL? What will what will come naturally? What will be a bit of a learning curve for you? You know, I think the volume of the playbook will be the the, the biggest learning curve for me. But you know, you, you got to get in the playbook. You got to study that. And you know, I just being able to play the game of football. You know, being able to, to understand schemes and being able to hopefully see things before they happen. You know, Stefan, how much does it help to be a four year player? I think it helps a lot, you know, you get a get a ton of experience and get a chance to, you know, take some hits and give some hits. And, you know, it shouldn't be no surprises to you on the field. Your selection was next to last in the first round. Can you imagine having gone to bed tonight and have to wait till round two tomorrow? Oh, man, uh, I, I couldn't imagine, man. I, I was prepared for either or, you know, I was prepared for, for the greater good, man. And, you know, it, uh, the Saints took Took a chance and pulled the trigger on me, and I appreciate it. Tell me about your family. Where's home? Uh, you know who uh, who has brought you along the most. Uh, 
Share with us a little bit about your off the football field life, Stefan. Oh man, I, I grew up mom. I grew up mom in a single parent home. I grew up three older brothers. And, you know, mom, mom is everything. You know, uh, my my dad, my dad definitely is, he is in my life. You know, he, he's my best friend, best friend to this day. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna get real deep into that, but um, uh, my my mom is everything, man. She's a hardworking woman, man. She she never never let us complain. You know, she she got up every morning five thirty six o'clock going to work, and you know um. We, we don't always have the best of it, you know. Stefan, congratulations. Um, I'm curious, what do you do the rest of this evening, and uh, how's your weekend look now? Oh, man, it's um, – right now I'm, I'm in daddy mode, so I got, I got my got my little girl with me, so we'll probably go to Chuck E. Cheese and hang out, man. Sounds like the classic NFL draft celebration to me, Stefan. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> we can't wait till you get to town. We'll be anxious to uh, meet you in person and, and enjoy the moment. Uh, welcome to the New Orleans Saints, Stefan. Hey, thank you. That, of course, was our telephone visit with Stefan Anthony during our draft coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com this past Thursday night. When we come back, we'll talk to Gary Grayson, the newest quarterback by the, uh, chosen by the Saints. The first draft of this high in, well, a long, long time. If you want to use a supplemental pick, it was 1981. But a true draft choice, you'd have to go all the way back to Archie Manning as to the last time the Saints saw a quarterback get drafted for their organization this high. Stay with us. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. In the third round of the 2015 NFL Draft, the Saints had two picks. Early in the third, they took another defender. But later on in the round, the Saints drafted quarterback Garrett Grayson from Colorado State. Grayson, 6'2", 213 pounds, and was the 2014 Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. A high draft choice here for the Saints in going with a quarterback, but I will trust certainly in Sean Payton when it comes to signal callers in the NFL. You know, going through this process, I've said this to you before, you know, does the, does the fit time out where there's a player you've evaluated well and does it fit with a, a grade? Uh, we worked him out late last week and kind of went under the radar. We were kind of hoping it would. Um, I'd worked out a few other players. Uh, we kind of looked at the class Certainly, you know, there was a, a couple guys at the front of the class, and then what happens is you're waiting, and you don't know if there's going to be a, you know, a run on guys, or you're, you're kind of waiting, in our case, for that first quarterback to go off the board. So for us, there wasn't more than one. This, this was the, the player, if, if he was available, and if not, we probably would have went uh, 
without drafting a quarterback. But his workout was great. Again, we like uh, his fit, his makeup. He's extremely athletic. You know, we think we actually think he's got uh, a good stature. And, and from guys that I've worked out over the years, six two and a half, two hundred fifteen pounds, real good, uh, quick release, good decision maker. So that's that's exciting for us. Certainly, Grayson's pick is a nod toward the future and a role now that Grayson seems to ready to embrace as he spoke with John and myself on NewOrleansSaints.com. Garrett, hi, Sean Kelly here with you. John DeShazer's alongside. Congratulations. What a big night for you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm beyond excited to be a part of the Saints organization. And, um, you know, I'm not just saying this as cliche as it sounds, but this is the dream for me. Um, New Orleans has been one of my. Uh, kind of dream teams through this whole process. So, again, I'm just extremely excited about it. Why is that, Garrett? Why is it a, a dream scenario for you? Um, you know, just I've obviously watched, uh, you know, growing up, watched Sean Payton coach, and yeah, I've seen, you know, how he's developed quarterbacks. Um, and then, obviously, um, you know, Drew Brees is an NFL Hall of Famer, and I've said all along I have no problem um, kind of taking the Aaron Rodgers route and sitting behind, um, you know, one of the best of all time. And so, um, the fact that this is truly happening for me and I'm going to be able to learn from Drew Brees, um, it, it's just, again, I'm, I'm almost speechless about it because it's, I'm just truly, truly excited. You know, Garrett, I, I know we've heard all, obviously, about the first two quarterbacks, and, and there was a big, you know, to-do about who might be the third quarterback who came off the board. Is there some ego involved there? I mean, did you, did you want to be that third guy coming off? I know, we know you wanted to be a saint, but did you want to be that third guy coming off? Uh, absolutely, and I think um, you know if you were to ask the other quarterbacks, they'd say the same thing. As a competitor, um, you want to be the best guy at your position, and um, so I think any one of us would say that. And you know, I, there's, I'm no different. I absolutely wanted to be that third guy taken, um, and so again, I, it's just something I'm extremely blessed um, and fortunate enough to be able to um, be in that spot. You know, how did playing at Colorado State prepare you for for your transition to the NFL? Um, playing in a pro style system was, uh, the best thing, you know, that ever happened to me coming out of high school. I was a full spread zone read. Um, and so the transition from, um, that zone read kind of offense spread offense to a pro style system. My first year, um, at CSU, I struggled with cause all the verbiage, everything was, it was hard to, uh, it was a big adjustment for me. And so all the guys, you know, that are coming from that kind of offense, um, I feel for them uh, because, you know, I, I've been there. So the fact that I played in a pro style system. Um, and know the verbiage and, um, you know, the protections, different route concepts, how you read through progression, things like that. Uh, it just it, it makes it easier, and uh, it's something, you know, one less thing you have to worry about because, you know, the NFL is so fast and guys are, you know, so much faster, quicker, everything bigger, um, and so holes are closing faster, and you just have to, you know, think, process things that much quicker. So the fact that I'll be able to kind of transition and relate things to the offense that I played at CSU, it's, it'll, it'll definitely help me out, I think. Quarterback Garrett Grayson here with us on NewOrleansSaints.com. We are officially welcoming him to the organization, at least from our standpoint. I know, Garrett, you were welcomed to the organization uh, earlier. Uh, by the way, it doesn't sound like you're alone here on this Friday night. Uh, <laughs> no, I have uh, all my family and uh, <laughs> close friends. They're all here um, kind of hanging out, celebrating. and um, you know They're obviously enjoying it right now. <laughs> obviously. And, uh, and take me through what happened earlier. I mean, uh, we talked to uh, – we talked to uh, your new, uh, by the way, your new outside linebacker from the University of Washington. Uh, I'm sure you're probably aware of him. Uh, and he had talked about how all of a sudden the phone just rang and it had a 504 area code on it. And from there it kind of took off. What was the process like for you tonight, Garrett? What were you doing? Uh, when did the phone ring? And, and, and take me from there. 
Um, so, to, you know, tonight started, um, obviously, with the second round, and I knew um, New Orleans was picking uh, 44th. And so I sat there, and, when they, you know, obviously didn't get the phone call, so I uh, was definitely disappointed. Um, and then, you know, it, from then on, it was just kind of a long wait. Um, and so I saw when they were coming up, saw they had two picks kind of back-to-back and um, was just sitting there waiting, waiting. And um, I think it was the Redskins that were, you know, picking at that time. Um, and saw it, looked down, saw the phone, saw the 504 number, Louisiana. Um, and I was just, you know, I, I think my first words were, oh, my God. Um, and I just smiled. I was extremely excited. I uh, just answered phone call, um, talked with Coach Payton, um, talked with uh, GM, McGearson, everyone, and um, was just extremely, extremely excited about it. All my friends started going crazy. Family started going crazy. And uh, it was it was really fun, especially thank you. Really, really special moment for me and you know my family to be a part of that. You know, Garrett, you mentioned the uh, you don't mind being the apprentice for Drew Brees for a while. Just just talk about your appreciation for, for Drew's game and what you've seen of him in this offense. Um, well, you know, I said it earlier uh, that I think you know he's definitely top three, if not you know the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and you know the fact that he's kind of been doubted his whole life, um, wasn't highly recruited out of high school. Um, was a highly touted coming out of college, um, and he still put up phenomenal numbers, you know, in college, uh, and came out and has proven himself over and over. Um, you know, he's, you know, in my book, and I'm sure everyone else's, he's an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback and Super Bowl champion. Um, and so, just to, like I said, kind of sit under his wing and, and learn from him as much as I can. Um, you know, I don't think there's any better place for me out there. Garrett, did you have a tryout here in New Orleans? Uh, did you have face-to-face time with Sean Payton? And, and if so, what do you think you were able to sell them on the most as far as making such an important pick in you? Um, I actually uh, had worked out with them Monday, this past Monday, and uh, the workout part of it, throwing uh, everything, uh, throwing the routes, everything we did, um, I actually walked away and I wasn't extremely happy with it. And uh, actually saying, QB coach, just now, um, the, I sent him a, you know, an apology text because I was extremely uh, disappointed because, you know, New Orleans, like I said, has been a dream team of mine. Um, and I remember, you know, talking to my girlfriend that night, I was, I was disappointed and uh, just kind of down on the dumps about it. And, uh, but, you know, as far as the classroom, everything, I felt like the classroom board work, having, you know, talking through their offense, I was extremely happy with that part. Um, I thought I, I, honestly, I thought I killed that part. And um, so I was extremely happy with it. Uh, but again, I, I walked away and, I just felt like I left something out on the table, and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't horrible. Um, just, just had some throws out there that I felt like I left on the table and wanted them back. Um, so, but obviously, obviously they saw something they liked, and um, I was just extremely happy, you know, beyond happy um, when I saw that 504 number calling. Well, now, Garrett, we we have to warn you before you get to New Orleans. Um, the quarterbacks usually have a competition, and, and we we can't confirm this, but we think Drew makes up all the rules. So it might be, you know, wise to not beat him is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You'll, you'll, I'll thank you for the advice. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And, and one more thing here, Garrett, that I have to ask you about, being from Vancouver, Washington, and playing uh, at altitude at Colorado State, um, as you may have discovered when you were here on this past Monday, it's a little different below sea level down here in New Orleans. It is. It is. It's definitely different. Uh, but I actually – um, you know, the times that I've been down there, I uh, came down there for the Manning Academy um, last summer, and uh, I, I l- absolutely loved it down there. I've always said all along, my dad is from Texas, so 
Um, I've said for years that I want to live in the South and be a part of that Southern hospitality um, because when I was down there last summer, you know, people were um, beyond nice to me. I mean, they were going out of their way, opening doors, and, and just, they, you know, when they ask how your day is, they, you know, truly mean it. And um, so the fact, you know, that I'm going down there and I'll be a part of that culture, um, it's, again, just another thing to, to be excited about. And, uh, you know, I just, I just want to get down there already. Well, Garrett, go hug and kiss all those family and friends there at the house and uh, get, a, <laughs> get a bag packed and get to the airport. We're anxious to see you. <laughs> I will. I uh, will. Thank you guys so much. Garrett Grayson set the Colorado State single season record with 4,006 passing yards in 2014. He also completed 270 of 420 passes with 42 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Garrett Grayson, now a member of the New Orleans Saints and a part of an elite quarterbacking uh, core led by, of course, number nine, Drew Brees. That's just a sample of some of the selections made over the weekend by the Saints. We'll give you the complete rundown and wrap up our Monday Black and Blue Report right after this. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report in Studio B. I'm Sean Kelly. As the Saints uh, this weekend drafted their largest class since 02. Nine players in all, six of those guys on the defensive side of the football. It broke down like this. Three linebackers, two cornerbacks, and one defensive tackle. And then offensively, one offensive tackle, a quarterback, and a running back. You know, again, we'll kind of run through it real quick here as we just heard from several of the guys. But in round one, the Saints would, went with Andrus Pete, the offensive tackle from Stanford. They also chose inside linebacker Stephon Anthony out of Clemson University. In round two, the Saints picked up the, uh, lead, uh, the nation's sack leader from a year ago in Haoli Kikaha, the outside linebacker from Washington. 19 sacks. In 2014, he's 6'2", 253 pounds. Garrett Grayson went next in the third round, quarterback from Colorado State. The Saints then drafted cornerback P.J. Williams as well. Williams is from Florida State. In round five, the Saints moved up and drafted offensive linebacker Davis Tall. This could be a big sleeper pick here for the Saints. He comes from a small school, Tennessee Chattanooga, 6'2", 246-pounder. He was a three-time Southern Conference Defensive Player of the Year and a 2014 first-team FCS All-American. In round five, the Saints also went with defensive tackle Tyler Davison from Fresno State and Damian Swan, cornerback from Georgia. And then in round seven, the Saints wrapped up their 2015 NFL draft with running back Marcus Murphy, 
Murphy is uh, kind of the Darren Sproles type size guy, possibly a Sproles type joker running back position guy, but certainly a uh, threat in the return game. And that was uh, very much mentioned by Saints head coach Sean Payton. So there you have it, the 2015 Saints NFL draft class. Um, I think in a lot of ways a very safe, sound, and good one for the Saints as they move forward here. They'll be adding free agents, could be as many as 11 undrafted free agents signed by the Saints when it's all said and done, and uh, hopefully we'll have a, a, um, a confirmed official list from the Saints here sometime this week. Hey, by the way, on a basketball note before we get out of here, congratulations to Golden State guard Steph Curry, who will be named the NBA, in NBA's most valuable player later on today. The Pelicans' own Anthony Davis finished fifth in the MVP voting. He's the youngest player since the 09-10 season to land in the top five of the MVP uh, final tally. So congratulations, of course, to Curry, but our own Anthony Davis as well. All right, we'll be back here at Studio B tomorrow with more on the Pelicans and the Saints as the Black and Blue Report is yours each and every day this week, sometime after noon central. No appointment radio. Uh, we certainly enjoyed it today, wrapping up the NFL drafts and uh, great visits again with Andrews, Pete, Stefan Anthony, and Garrett Grayson. We may share some more of the visits uh, with the other guys drafted with you tomorrow. We'll put it all together, and we'll see you right back here from Studio B on NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, both of the two teams' mobile apps, and on iTunes as well. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Monday. Go Saints. Go Pelicans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.